Hello and welcome back to Take Two. We're your hosts. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Stacy. And we are both licensed therapists. And today we are talking about loneliness. loneliness. So, per usual, this was inspired by me late night scrolling on TikTok yeah. and coming across the cutest TikTok. Like, I sent it to you. How? It's really sweet. Right? Yes. So, I don't even know where it was. I think it was Australia, Australia New Zealand, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere not in the US. Yeah. yeah. Um, they did this experiment where they brought in young children in to be with um, people. Where's it? It's like a retirement home. Yeah. And um, so there was two – I deep-dived these videos. So okay. there were two ways they did it. They did it with really young kids and they did it with teenagers. Okay. And really what they were looking at is seeing if it would impact um, the older people in their loneliness and how they felt. Yeah. And it brought me to tears. I'm not It was kidding. so sweet. And then they focused on the one guy that was kind of resistant. Very resistant. Not mm-hmm. open to doing things with other people and talking about how connecting with his little buddy or whatever it was really brought him out of the shell, out of his shell. And it was the one thing that kind yes. of got him going. Yes. Because, you know, loneliness is a big deal. Yes. And it was so cute. And they did one with this older gentleman and a teenage boy, and they ended up sailing the world together. Like, how cute. I love that. So they really fostered and created lifelong friendships, and it was beautiful to see. And I think with the little kids, they talked about how the older people got a lot more out of it, maybe than the younger kids did. But with the teens, they saw that the impact was for both of them. Yes. So we'll post those videos to our social so you guys can check them out. No, I loved that. But Right. And I did happen to think, like, someday is that going to be us? (laughs) It'll be like... Lindsay is at the retirement home and visiting Stacy. Stacy won't come out. So I just hope that we can keep that in mind. No, maybe we'll still be doing a podcast out of the retirement I'll home. I'll be like, please, can we stop? No. No, we cannot. <laughs> that is so funny. I, I did think of that. I had that thought. Stop. We're not that big of an age difference. Yeah, no, we're not. 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. A 20 simple years. 20. What's young, 20 years? Young energy, old soul. <laughs> exactly. I, I say that. That's that's a good way to put it. I, that's what I think makes it work. That's amazing. But, okay, let's just talk in general. We can talk more about that TikTok because it was so amazing. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that you flagged it because I think it is such a big topic right now yeah. with people being lonely of all ages, mm-hmm. not just older people, but just to define loneliness. Yes. Loneliness is the gap between the level of connectedness that you want and what you have. Mm. So it's subjective. It's not really, oh, you don't have enough social touch points or you're not out enough because as we know, you could be with people and still feel lonely. Mm -hmm. So it's just about the connection that you want and what you have. And I think that's, I love that definition too because it also brings in the importance of like, I'm a social person, so I need a lot more people connections. My sister is not a social person, yes. as social as I am where she, you know, we talk about this introvert versus extrovert comes a little bit more drained from spending right. too much time. So like to the point of that, it's more about yourself and what connection yes, or what loneliness makes, is for you. When you feel lonely, it's going to be very different than the circumstances that she might feel lonely. Yes. But something really interesting is we talked about the old people because that was the TikTok. But the research shows that young adults are quite a bit – are reporting quite a bit more loneliness Mm -hmm. than people over the age of 65. That is very interesting. Yeah. 
And I think we we idealize that time of your life, right? When you're young and, you know, you're going out all the time and you're supposed to be, like, having the time of your life. So there's this, like, pressure yes. to be at your best life um, at this age. And I know we're seeing it in our offices, so many young people coming in feeling isolated, feeling lonely, and feeling disconnected. We talked about this before, that mm-hmm. the 20s are a rough period. And I do think you're right. I think they're kind of idealized. Or again, if you look at social media, it might be like, oh, you're traveling and you're in these great relationships. But I don't think that's always the way that it feels. And I think maybe there's pressure there. Yeah, I think the year after college, for me, was my loneliest year. Really? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think a couple of things with that, like I went from college where I was surrounded by people all the time and my Mm -hmm. friends and I had so many friends and um, Danny had my first very serious boyfriend, so it was like coming off a high of senior year. Right. And then I was a year older than all of my friends in college, so I moved home. Okay. And then they were all having the time of their life, and I was living in my parents, going to grad school every day, and working Saturdays, so it felt... That's really different than yeah. living. I think that is true, that you come out of college where you are living among people, you're in class mm-hmm. with people... And then you either go to school, you know, or you have a job. And it's yeah. like you might not be connecting with those people at work. Like right. it's hit or miss, I feel like. Yes. So you're just kind of put in this new situation. Yeah. And we've been fed this narrative like college are the best years of your life. So people come out of school and a lot of my clients talk about like this is it. This is my life for the rest. Like this is what my life's going to look like for yeah. ever. So feeling disconnected from peers because you're not living with all your friends anymore. Things yeah. like that. Um, I hear a lot of talk about like having existential crises, <laughs> like what's the meaning of life, and like I have what's to figure this all out, kind of feeling like we're running, they're running out of time. Yeah, like, um, a lot of comparison, like you said on social media, but also like career wise. Well, and do you think part of loneliness maybe at that age is because people do start to really focus on their career, or they feel like okay, I have to do this now, so maybe social things take a back seat too. Yeah, I think it's just a huge transition. Yeah, point. it is a big and transition time. Anytime we have big transitions, I think emotionally it's hard to adjust. Yeah. Um, but I yes, I think you know you went from at least from my experience and a lot of my clients, you know, you're work. I was working as a waitress and like spending all the mo- my money on trips and food and yeah. not as much pressure of like really life creating like a your future. I think mm-hmm. college can be kind of a bubble for yes. some, not for everybody. But. Yeah. And I think then the people who don't go to college, there's a profound fear of I'm behind or like feeling they're missing out on something or lonely. And they did a really interesting study where they took college students and asked them their anxiety levels and their stress levels while they were in college. Okay. And then those same people, they asked them, how stressed were you in college? How, like, those same questions. Oh, looking back Looking on back. It. And like many things in life, you know, we think about it with rose-colored glasses. What they reported while they were in college was really high rates of anxiety and stress. But when they were older, looking back at college, they reported that they weren't anxious and they weren't stressed. Well, maybe it's relative. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, actually, I thought I was stressed (laughs) about a test, but now I have to, like, pay for my rent. Right. And, you know. Well, and this is, like, way down the line. So I think, too, we idealize college. Yeah. And we look back at it as, like, maybe a little bit different than how it actually felt in the moment. Yeah. And Um, I do think... Though 
it has to be you have more opportunity to connect when you're at college yes. because you have the shared interest of being in school. Mm-hmm. You have your major, you're in classes. You know, a lot of people do Greek life or yes. clubs. So I think that lends itself. So then I think you lose that built in socialness mm-hmm. and it can be really lonely. That's a good point. And before we go on about just the differences in ages, yeah. let's just state how important connection and like loneliness can be. There's a study that shows that loneliness is as harmful to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. I see that study brought up all the time, and that is insane to me. I think that's a good way to tangibly think about how impactful loneliness can be. Yes, it really and how impact- hard it it feels. Yes, it affects your immune system. Mm-hmm. It affect. I mean, there's just so many things that are hit when you Feel are lonely. lonely and not connected. Connection's important. Yes, definitely. I haven't even opened my book yet. I, I know. Gotta, I know. What am I doing like, here? <laughs> okay. Yes. So we see actually a lot more loneliness in young adults, and understanding why that is. And I think you brought up a good point of throughout your life, you go to school with your friends, you do these things with peers, Mm -hmm. and then you get to college or after college, especially after college, those things aren't built in anymore. Remote work, distraction, it's easier to feel like you're connecting with TV or... On social Technology, media. honestly. But I in reality, think, it's not the same as like in-person people connection. Yeah, I think that is like technology. We always talk about the positive and the negative. And I think it can be positive. I think, again, it depends on how you use it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you're FaceTiming or if you're like in a group, that's yeah. good. But if you're just scrolling TikTok or... Doom scrolling. <laughs> yeah. If you're doing that, you know, you're losing out on the opportunity to maybe call somebody. Yeah. Or, you know, it, it probably has replaced a lot of the things that we used to do because we don't have to. It's easy to it's just easy. grab your phone. And it's like not mm-hmm. bad, but it's like then you have to just be mindful. Yes. Um, yes. In talking about young people, I also want to say parents are lonelier than non-parents. Oh, does that's that surprise you? No, that does not surprise me at all. But tell me more about that. What do you see that in your clients? Yeah, I think that it, I think it really just depends. I think we've talked about new parents and transitioning. That's a hard transition. I think if you're not surrounded by new parents or other people that can relate to you, that mm-hmm. can feel very lonely. And you're just at a different stage. Yeah. You know, like, what, you're And not- I think you shared with me a lot about when you first had Avery, like your oldest, um, about feel like your family lived in a different state. Like you were kind of. Yes. I mean, my parents bit. would come in and they helped a lot, but I would just be at the window like a puppy <laughs> waiting for them because I didn't have. <laughs> Please, <are> you- <laughs> I didn't have a ton of friends in Chicago because I had just come here for school. Yeah. You know, so I had friends in, where I grew up, but it was a lonely, a lonely mm. time. I don't know. What do you think is your, was your loneliest time? I know. Either I think after co- the year after college, okay. or I would say when I was. <laughs> What? It's just like so funny. It's not funny, but it's like kind of funny. When I was in middle school, I was really struggling. Like I always had, you know, you know, Maggie, one of my friends. Cue the nervous laughter. Yeah, whenever I'm nervous, I laugh. But like I always had, like I was social, right? So in school, teachers would be like, I know, I can't imagine not having friends. Right. But I didn't. Like I didn't have like a solid group of friends and I was really struggling to make friends. And I think, you know, those things when you're like trying too hard that then people don't want to be friends with you. I think that was me a little bit. But um, I specifically remember like literally (laughs) getting on my hands and knees and praying to God, like, please bring me friends. Are you being serious? I swear to God. That is so sad. It, 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 it's actually so sad. Aww. And I was like, I never have to have a boyfriend. Just please give me like a friend group. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what? Like that goes to show that's such a, mm, yeah. a little Lindsay. Yeah, I know. And I can't imagine because really you're so social and I do feel like people are just drawn to you. Yeah. But that but. goes to show. I mean, that's n- nice, I think, for younger people to hear. Yes. What your lot, your social lot in life, like middle school or high school, it does not effect. You know, that does mm-hmm. not mean that that's your path. Forever, yeah. But that's so interesting that it was that bad. No, it was that You bad. did tell me. I, yeah. I do remember you telling me. Middle school, there were some. It was rough. Well, and in middle school too, I feel like one not nice person can kind of tank it for you. Yes. So then it's like yes. I wasn't lonely, and then and one then person decided mm-hmm. they don't like me, and they isolate you a little. So bit how from how did that play out? Like, did you, did the good Lord answer you? <laughs> Lord brought me friends. No. Um, like I think when we get to the piece about advice for when you're feeling lonely, but mm-hmm. I just really getting involved in things. Then you meet people. You know, like okay. I did cheerleading which helps me feel more connected um, and something to focus on. I, in summer school, my sophomore year, you know, everybody takes like a class in summer, so you can take one less class during the year. And that's where I met my friend Grace. And then we kind of built friend okay, we'll together talk, out we'll of that. Okay, we'll talk about but yeah. that, but mm-hmm. I, I love that mm-hmm. as you have to kind of put yourself out yes, there. Yes, I had to like keep trying. Okay. The praying was one way to I help mean, myself. I your, needed to like knees. actively. Literally on the knees as a middle schooler. So that's, yeah. that's pretty interesting. I had to actively like yeah. put myself it's in situations gonna, where I could meet people. Yeah. Which like, is hard. It's not going to fix itself. And yes. it's very hard. I know I was thinking about, I know we talk a lot about that I was lonely when mm-hmm. I first had um, my daughter because I didn't have a lot of friends in the yeah. same you know position and I didn't have family here. But also thinking about when I moved here, mm-hmm. it was for law school. So I didn't know mm. people. And my husband was actually living in Arizona because he was doing a project there. Yeah. So it was kind of on my own. And I would literally go downstairs. We had a um, we lived in a high rise and we had a like a mart or whatever, like a little like convenience store on the bottom floor. I would always get like frozen pizza and cookie dough. Like even on the weekends, I swear, <laughs> I was like pretty lonely doing nothing. <laughs> went like, what back can there. I do? Yeah. Went back there either ten like seriously, like 10, 15 years later with my parents. And the guys who own it were like, oh, you're the cookie dough girl. Stop. Co- yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. I think the cookie dough was my friend. <laughs> the cookie dough is how those, you felt connected. <laughs> for those three years. Oh, but it is gosh. interesting you yeah. know, to look at times to be like, wow, I really just didn't that, have the same level of connection. And, and, and do you think like you were aware of that at the time? Or do you think sometimes we're disconnected um, we don't even realize how much it's impacting us? I think I was aware of it. But I just, I think I knew, like, I'm new here, and I was a little older than people I was in school with, and I was married, mm-hmm. so I wasn't really, like, dying to do, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah. some of the things, but um, no, I think I knew it. Yeah. I think I was like, I could maybe not be having the co- making the cookies every night. By yourself? Literally 15 years later, Stop. the cookie dough girl. The cookie dough girl. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that leads us into the next question. How does it, do we talk a little bit how it impacts us? Yeah, I mean, just health wise, yeah. they, you know, the immune system and anxiety and depression, mental health wise, you know, loneliness is a big risk factor. If you're really lonely, it's likely that, that it can lead it into, can bleed into, yeah, it can lead to anxiety and depression. Yeah. So that's why you, you know, you really want to pay attention to like, am I feeling isolated? Am I feeling as connected as I want to be? Yes. And my thought when we were talking about it before is like maybe doctors should have screenings for that. Yeah. Because it does have so many mental health and physical health implications. And I think it's a way to climb out of 
that depressive hole or, or, or to as much as it can impact our mental health negatively, yeah. feeling connected and not feeling lonely can impact our mental health positively. Yes. So I agree. I think that there should be some way of screening. And we talk, I mean, I'm sure you experience this too. When I'm talking with clients all the time, they don't have the language or understanding of mental health. So sometimes people feel lonely and we don't understand how much it's impacting our, our world. Like, I how think, we feel, how absolutely. we're interacting with people. So Yeah, or even if you just know, okay, I feel anxious or I'm feeling down, you might not tie that to mm-hmm. the fact, you know, I'm not feeling connected to people or I'm not going out and, you know, recharging with people. So just yeah. even to draw that line. That's yeah. why I think the screening would be helpful. Yes. Yeah, I like that idea. I know. They should just do it all for mental for, – they do a lot for anxiety. Your ACE scores is like looking at childhood trauma. And so I like the idea of like adding in some loneliness Yeah. Scales. Like, I mean, especially like we talk about like the – that age, that mm-hmm. in your 20s when you might be struggling and let's not let it – you know, yes. let's catch it before it gets worse like we always yes. talk about. Yes. Let's be a little more preventative about it. Because it's a lot easier to put yourself out there – when you're feeling a little lonely, then if you've kind of dug yourself into feeling really isolated. Yeah. And how do you... Oh, and we talked about that too, how it can be really hard when you are depressed or when you are down or feeling like you're struggling with something other people aren't. You almost like pull back and then you don't engage, you don't mm-hmm. have that connection, but it's it makes it worse. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a cyclical thing. Well, I think we talk a lot about having clients who... Or parents who are dealing with really hard things with their kids yes. and then being around parents or family members who are stressed about different things for their kids. It's like, is my kid going to pass the AP test? Or are they going right. to get an A in this class? Or what college are they going to get into? And other parents are dealing with more like... Which, yeah, as you say that, it makes me think of two things. Number one, like it's important to get in a group maybe where other people are struggling. Like mm-hmm. I know there's online groups, like if your kid has a chronic illness or if your child is struggling with mental health. Yeah. And I think it really helps to actually connect with people that are going through the same things as you. Because when we talk about we can be lonely in a room full of people, that's a great example. Mm-hmm. When everybody else is oh, my kid didn't make varsity or this AP test, you know, Mm -hmm. is going to be so stressful. And then if there's somebody else struggling with something on a totally different level, I guess my kid getting it out of bed today. Yeah. Are they self-harming? Like things that are a different level. You're going to feel alone in that room. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point. And as we're talking about how to help yourself with loneliness, I think to your, that's to the point, it's hard when we feel stuck, especially when it's about mental health stuff or around our family. I think we rally around someone who has physical illnesses so, so much, right? Like if, I mean, we see it in this town, if somebody's kid gets diagnosed with cancer, it's like the whole community is behind them, making yeah. the meals, all these things. And research supports when someone is going through that cancer, it will increase the rate of likelihood of them surviving if they have a lot of support around them. Because support and connection is so important. For your health. Yes. And then we look at depression, which can be equally as devastating to a family. And we are It's just so different. Hiding it. It's mm-hmm. just so different because people don't want to come out and say it 
Because it is still somewhat stigmatized. stigmatized. And that's a great mm-hmm. example of yeah. that it still is. Yes. Because we have come a long way. And I think especially in our world, we're like, no, everybody talks yeah. about it. But like, no, <laughs> not just surrounded by yeah. the people who do talk we about talk it. We talk about it. But yeah. like, not everybody does. Yeah. But what a great example if there's, let's say somebody's child is hospitalized mm-hmm. for a mental health issue. Not likely. Most people don't do a Facebook status. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't get the casserole or you don't get, yeah. you know, the... Um, offers for support yeah so that is and like stepping in and helping support the siblings and different things like that so I think um and we're going to talk a little bit about siblings in our next episode but I think that that can really be a huge huge barrier to getting that support around loneliness when it comes with the mental health lens of a child struggling or significant other um but Going on to just if you're feeling lonely and how can you feel more connected. Yes. So if it is a situation like that, definitely joining groups or finding that support system if you don't finding have it. Finding a place where you don't yeah. feel alone. Yes. And with young adults, since we've talked a lot about yes. young adults, I think, or even parents who feel isolated just by being a new mom or that transition phase, I think we do so much comparison online of like they're all out with their friends or they, this mom's got it all together. Or, yeah. you know, when I was feeling isolated, like all my friends are on a trip together that I wasn't invited to. Like that feels devastating. And I would sit there and I would just watch every story, every Instagram post. It's like, I don't need to be looking at that. That's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Also, as you're saying that, what is the story you're telling yourself about yes. that? So maybe that's where like the therapy piece yes. comes in. You're telling yourself, oh, they didn't want me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm putting myself <laughs> in your head. They didn't want right. me or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the reasons you weren't invited. Yes. And maybe it's like, well, I wasn't with them the night they planned this trip. Or you just don't know. Yes. You know what I mean? So just checking your thinking in terms of people don't want me there mm-hmm. or I don't want to burden people. I think that's something that we can do with people. Yeah. In and if it is a group of people who aren't, don't want to spend time with you, stop putting your energy there. Like True. create new relationships and friendships. So... Um, I think we talk about feeling connected to doesn't have to come from people. It could be like mind, body, like the gardening, like nature. getting connected with nature. Yes. Um, yoga helps you get connected with your body and yourself. Yeah. Um, reading, being creative are great mm-hmm. ways to feel connected. Purpose. Finding your per- finding a purpose doesn't a have purpose. to be a huge purpose, yeah. but no, like a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like there is purpose in getting up, and if you're gardening, that you go like tend to your garden or whatever yes. it is. Like that is a connection. Yes. So spiritual connection, connection to an animal. Mm-hmm. That That's, yes. that counts. Yes, you definitely. Know, that is something that makes people feel less lonely. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of different ways. And and the big word we keep saying is connection. Yeah. So when we think about loneliness, we want connection. So how can you connect with yourself, with others, with hobbies, with activities, yeah. and taking away the pressure of you have to figure it out all right now? Yeah. And finding those places where you don't feel alone, mm-hmm. where you really do have, you know, either a shared interest or you feel understood or safe. Yes. So yeah. I, I think – and something else is we talk about – um behavioral activation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you're lonely and you're down, you're not going to want to leave the house. So making a plan mm-hmm. and sticking to it and just taking little steps to get out there because it yes. can feel hard, I think, when you're down and you're just kind of in the habit of I'm alone or I'm not going to see people. Yes. And it feels too big to fix. Yeah. So I like that idea of taking small steps like sitting outside while you drink your coffee. And not having your phone with you, yeah. you know, or going for a walk or just texting. Texting somebody. Someone. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, that's a first little step. Yeah. And I think it is also look at the relationships you already have. And are there relationships that you want to nurture 
to your point, maybe not all of them yeah. are like great and you don't feel good. Yeah. So, but look at where do I feel good and connected and can I nurture what I already have? And then I guess the next step, if you feel like you need more, would be like, do I need to go out and join a club? Or, get involved. Yeah, yes. do do something that yeah. would allow me to feel more connected. And stop the comparison. Yeah. Because I think- it's it's not what it seems. And I've been parts of big groups where it's like you look online, it looks like the most fun trip ever. But while we were there, everyone was arguing, everyone's talking bad about each other. Like that's Yeah. So don't create the watch those narratives we're creating in our head about I think the way that people you, the way that you think about it mm-hmm. can really be big. Yes. Okay, yeah. so for the take two. Yeah. Maybe look at where you are in, you know, your level of connectedness. Are you wanting more? Mm-hmm. And if you are, what can you do? What's a small step you can take to, to feel more connected? Yeah. I love that. And I think you could also maybe even try to, like, support other people. Like, I still love the idea of that TikTok, you know, the old, if we can, like, link it somewhere, the old guy yes. and the little kids. It's just yes. so cute. I know. So if you want to do It makes me want to, like, call my Nana and be like, hi, <laughs> just want to tell you I love you. I, I, know, <laughs> I know. I know. I used to have a buddy. I told you this, didn't yeah. I? Oh, my yes. My mom literally – I had a buddy at the retirement home right by our house – and I don't know how this happened. Her name was Ruth. <laughs> and my mom would just send me in there with like vacation pictures. And I remember feeling so Stop. awkward. I'd be like, hey, Ruth, like here's my Here's pictures. me and my family. <laughs> but like it was – I'm sure she liked that. Aww. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. just even thinking, knowing that helping other people can be – can, you know, light people up so much yes. and make you feel connected. So maybe looking for a window where you can do that too. Some volunteer work for where sure. Where you can help other people. Yes. Yeah. I think coaching – helped me now that I'm thinking about it when I was young like coaching yeah brought me a lot of connection it wasn't with my peers but I felt like right happy fun and purpose yeah and felt like I had purpose and I was think, impacting other people's lives yeah I think that checks a lot of boxes yeah mm-hmm. and we always need more youth coaches out there so all right <laughs> all right thank you for t- you're done. I'm done yeah I'm like we're done with the coaching <laughs> We're done. She's going to take on another full cheer, too. No, 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 no. Just helping out. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, let's take two this week and check in with how we're feeling and what we need. Yes. Love it. And for anyone looking to see this video that we talked about with these these great way that they helped different generations connect, you can follow us on our socials, which is... Take2.pod. On Instagram and Take2pod on tiktok yes all right bye thank you guys the double wave i gotta always do the double wave (laughs) it kills me every time thank you for listening to the take two podcast Lindsay and stacy are licensed therapists but they aren't your therapists and this podcast is not therapy production assistance is provided by bird blue creative at bird.blue